and welcome back to another episode of the Raging Marks Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, TNK. I'm sitting to my left, I got... Ravishing Randy, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the show. And, uh, of course, right across the table from me, we got Rampage Ramsey. What's going on, Matt? Fucking Chad Gable wins a scooter race over fucking... Now he's looking at the leader for us. Fucking... Oh, man, get hey, the fuck out of here. That's what we're going to do on... I'm sorry, hey. Uh, hey guys, how you doing? I'm recording it, but yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, man, we just... won this a scooter race on a... Yeah, what type of shit? Well, it was Riddle, man. He beat him. He's got game over for him. We had shoes on, that's why. But uh, yeah, guys, today we got something pretty unique in line today for today's show. We are going to do our first annual Raging Marks Raging Rumble, which is essentially a, a fantasy Royal Rumble that we chose. So we're going to have some fun with it. Basically like an ultimate fantasy booking, whatever we wanted to have in it. What we kind of did was uh, we took all of the winners of previous Royal Rumbles. I think there was like 25 of them. Yeah, 25 uh, In total. Uh, that, you know, we threw in this rumble. So if you want to rumble, you're in. And then we picked like four or five, you know, standout stars from the rumble. Whether it be maybe that they hold rumble records like... Uh, most eliminations or lasting the longest or most cumulative time in the Rumble, you know, whatever reason, we threw in a few extra names to kind of round out this 30-man roster. Yeah, and we kind of also did, uh, you know, we basically did a wheel which decided who goes where. All all of the placements are random. I know, I know that might sound weird when we kind of go down the Rumble and you see what number some of these people drew. But it was all randomized. Um, they're, they're positioning on on the card and everything, so uh, it'll be it'll be fun though to kind of sit there and, and go through and pick this apart as we go. And they actually, uh, Randy and Kurt actually got to see how I do this, so they see <laughs> what the randomization is because they always sometimes I get criticisms like, "Why is this person on it?" This is the reason why. <laughs> do the wheel of we don't know. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> our wheel of destiny. Like, uh, screw it. I know because we were trying to decide a winner, and we just went with the random wheel. And well, it, it was it was funny though because uh, I'll I'll let you in we'll or I'll peel the curtain back a little bit. We had the, say, poten- yeah. uh, the potential of like three different winners for this rumble. Yeah, we each had a guy we before, chose before we actually started booking this thing out. We went to the randomizer wheel. And you, you could tell sometimes that this fucking wheel was rigged because literally the first three times the same person came up as winning. And it's like, what kind of randomizer bullshit is this? Yeah, so we had three each, and then I think with the wheel it just made sense to go five because I think you needed five. And then we were like, all right, we'll do, you know, whoever the first guy to get three or whatever. And that's, you guys, I'm telling you, the, the winner of this was fair. We spun the wheel. It wasn't picked. It was randomized. Yes. Yes, and we we built our rumble around that outcome. So, no, it's exciting. I mean, Ramsey did a good job of kind of putting everything together. You got a PowerPoint presentation, which we got to find a way to post on, you know, our Facebook page or maybe on YouTube, but it's it's pretty neat. We we got that. We got an Excel spreadsheet. We got stats. We got everything. So, I mean, uh, Ramsey did a good job of kind of laying the groundwork and putting this whole thing together. And so, you know... Give you give you a little pat on the back there, buddy. So. Good job. Um, but yeah, no. The, anything else you want to add before we kind of dive right into it? Uh, now we set it up. Let's let's get into it. Let's go ahead. I'll I'll segue it over to Ramsey to get this thing started. All right. So we're going into the to our first uh, entrant of the uh, 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 rumble. 
And we got Brock Lesnar. So you guys actually know this is this is a Ramnizer and not by choice because there's be, hell no he will be number one. No, he was number one. Um, when the uh, Drew won it, he entered at one. He was like, screw it, I'm Brock. He's gonna beat me. I'll let that one. So. And our second contestant is the All-American Lex Luger. That's right, people. Lex Luger is a Royal Rumble winner. In case you forgot, he tied with Bret the Hitman Hart in 1994. I just want to throw that out there because some people are like, what? The yeah. American Express, Lex Luger? The Lex Express. But we yeah. kind of have everybody in their prime, I guess. So when you recall them being at their peak is when we kind of had them. So. The, look, the time period that most of these guys won it, they were in their peak, okay? Pretty so, much, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, like, this particular Brock Lesnar, I know we're just coming off of the Royal Rumble uh, premium live event where he won it. This is the Brock Lesnar from back in the uh, mid-2000s. Oh, no. You want to talk about the genetic freak that could... I have to agree with Randy. I think the 2002-2003 Brock Lesnar was... I want the Brock Lesnar that throws a fucking car door halfway down the arena. Oh, man. Because what he's about to do in a couple... We need that Lesnar. <laughs> we need that Lesnar. All right. He's still down either we way, Roy, so... We need Roy... Uh, who need steroid uh, Lesnar? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, with this one, obviously... I mean, you figure you could have a test of strength with Luger, but, I mean, come on, Brock's Brock, so... Dude, Brock, Brock's ragdolling him. Let's be real here. Luger, as big and glamorous as he is, you know, like... Even as a narcissist likes to look at himself in the mirror and pop mm-hmm. his pecs and everything like that, he gets to do a test of strength with Brock. Brock's throwing him around. I know he played football, but you ain't out muscling Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry. And look, it's Just like nice that. and easy. Look, <laughs> you know, they do this test of strength. You know, Luger goes and hits the ropes. Friggin' Lesnar just catches him with the momentum, tosses him over. Then Luger eliminated. Let's Luger eliminated Brock, Brock Lesnar, and that's one elimination for Brock. And so Brock's chilling in the ring by himself at this point. We got a countdown clock going. Three, two, one. Entering the rumble at number three, we have Sheamus. Yeah. So Sheamus, uh, Royal Rumble winner. And uh, this one, I mean, I, I, Sheamus has really earned my respect with COVID, with the physicality and the matches he's put on. And Sheamus is a pretty big guy, too. But again, it's Brock Lesnar. And I. I mean, dude, Lesnar Lesnar feels slighted coming in at number one. Feels like this is some bullshit. He's in a bad mood naturally, but now he's especially in a bad mood. And yeah, you know, him and Sheamus trade blows, but I mean, when it all comes down to it, Sheamus tries to go for for a bro kick. Brock ducks out of the way, grabs him by the tights, tosses him over the ropes, and that's it. Sheamus eliminated by Brock Lesnar, and that's now... Two eliminations Two for Brock. eliminations for Brock. So, again, Brock's doing his dance in the ring. He's doing his little shimmy. He's waiting to see who's going to be coming fun. down. Yeah. Yeah. Laughing it off. Who comes in at number four? The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Two-time Royal Rumble winner. Back-to-back Yeah, back-to-back. Back. I was going to say, in the first number one entrant to win a Royal Rumble, by the way. But see, but Shawn doesn't go right into the ring. He's taking his time. Because he knows, like, he doesn't want to get in the ring with Brock. No. There's no way in hell he wants to get in the ring with Brock by himself. Yeah, he is biding his time. He's making Lesnar chase him. And the one thing about Sean is that Sean's got, he's very quick and elusive. And he's, Lesnar's having a hard time grabbing a hold of him. He's able, he might get his hands on for a second. And then, you know, Sean kind of does something to get out of it. So well, Basically, it's one of those things. Sean doesn't want to enter the ring right away. So no. what does Brock do? He rolls under the ropes and he goes and chases after Sean. 
you know, Sean has him running around the ring for a bit. Then Sean jumps into the ring. As Brock goes in, Sean starts kicking him down. When Brock gets up, Sean runs away, basically biding his time. And then coming in at number five, we have Batista, the animal. So now, realistically, you have somebody who can kind of, on a power level, based on physicality, who could kind of stay in the ring with Shawn Michaels. They can work together and kind of neutralize Brock's. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no love loss between Sean and Batista, but the reality of the matter is the, you got to do something about Brock. Because, exactly. You know, it, let's be realistic. This is Brock's damn show if he wants it to be. So we but do, is it teaming up? You know, Sean s- starts going off on Batista. And that just leaves Lesnar in the corner. But Batista and Sean's in the corner going at each other. And then our next entry comes in, which is going to be... Our epic stare down we're gonna have is that Yoko is coming. Yoko Zoom is coming down the aisle. Lesnar's just sitting right there, staring at him. And and again, we're talking about wrestlers in their prime and their peak. We're not talking about like '96 Yoko Zoom. Yeah, we're talking '93 Yoko. We're not talking '96 Yoko when Yoko was about 600 pounds. We're talking like the 450. 500 range, Yoko, where he was still pretty flexible. Or still like, had a little more range of movement. Exactly, yeah. So that's the Yoko that I... I just see them like in the ring, staring down each other, sizing each other up, and Brock just, just had that little smirk. Just like... <laughs> I'll take this challenge on. This is nothing. And then, before you know it, goddamn uh, buzzer goes off, and we get our next entrant. The number seven is Alberto Del Rio. He won the 40-man battle royal, and I know I'm not excited about this pick out of people. So I He's a Rumble winner. He's in there. Yeah, he's in there. No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. All Rumble winners need to be in it. I 100 percent agree. So Del Rio comes down to the ring, of course. You know, he's uh, the poor, the the poor man's million dollar. Well, he's more like the million peso man <laughs> <laughs> at this point. I mean, they were back in his day could work, so I'll give him that one. So let's keep him in there for a minute, not let him in there right away, or we'll see. So our next one, and we talk about Prime. This guy's not in his Prime. We're talking about Peacemaker John Cena. This is what I wanted to see last night. So John Cena, look, coming in at number eight, he's got a a show he's got to promote. He's dressed up in the Peacemaker guard. We got Wim Wham. Do you want to taste it playing over those? <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the people, theme song. People are losing their people shit. People actually losing their oh shit. Oh my god, it's John Cena, and he's coming down in the ring, and he's doing the stoic dance. You he's know? having a lot of fun. He's actually got a smile on his face. He's just kind of very loose, you know. And then I'm I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn the show over to Ramsey here. I was gonna say this is all Ramsey. I'll let this Ramsey is Ramsey pushed very hard for this. And I pushed very grace. hard for Peacemaker, John Cena. So I will give him that, but I will go ahead and turn it over to you. And then they were very easily persuaded for that John Cena steps in the ring, and then Brock Lesnar throws his ass out, and it becomes not tied, but it's the second fastest elimination ever. Yeah, thank you for setting next. I was like, I don't see that record being broken with Santino, but it's still up there. As I was one trying of the to, I was trying to find a way. Can, can it be a half second? <laughs> but it's just like he just steps in the ring, <coughs> and Les is like, "Fuck this, <laughs> this <Gone."> dude." <laughs> you uh, tell us how much you love John Cena, Ramsey. 
I fucking hate John Cena. Yeah, he... <laughs> but I love the fucking Peacemaker. Yeah, he's loving the Peacemaker, though. So I he's love the Peacemaker. I'll give that... That shit's good. But fuck John Cena. <laughs> so, just like that, Cena is eliminated, and that makes three eliminations from Brock Lesnar. So, so far, Brock's eliminated everybody, or he has had every elimination thus far. Um, so, basically, we got uh, five guys in the ring. We got Brock, we got Sean, we got Batista, Yoko, and Alberto Del Rio. Um, so battling out, we're, you know, got to build some people up in the ring. We got to get a few more entrants in there. Coming down at number nine, we got Hacksaw, Jim oh! Duggan, the original Royal Rumble. The original Royal Rumble, yeah. So Hacksaw comes down, he's carrying his two by four, an American flag. He's hoeing everybody. He's calling everyone a hoe. He gets in the ring. We start going fist to cuffs. Got the countdown clock coming in at number 10. We have... The man, the chairman of the board. Now, I know a lot of y'all are probably thinking out there, y'all really decided to put Mr. Man in there. Like I said, all Royal Rumble winners are going to be in this. And for my thing, I would if we didn't randomize this, I would have had Mr. McMahon come out at number 30 because he owns the company doing the Mr. McMahon character shenanigans. But number 10 is where he's at. So, But here's the thing. McMahon, one, not happy with his placement. No. Okay, not happy coming out at number 10. He comes down to ringside. He doesn't even get into the ring. He immediately goes to the commentary desk. And he's sitting there bitching, first of all, I run this company, damn it. Why the hell am I coming out here at number 10? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I go in whenever the hell I damn well please. If anybody's got a problem with it, you're fired. Yeah, exactly. So, no, McMahon's chilling at commentary. He's not about to get in there with Brock doing his thing. Coming in at number 11, though. We have the big red monster, the big machine, Kane, coming down to the ring. So, okay, this is interesting. Kane has not won a Royal Rumble, but there is an argument to be made that he could be Mr. Royal Rumble. He has the most eliminations out of all the superstars in WWE history with 44. Um, I think he was in 18. He might have even been in the most. No, oh, look, Dolph Ziggler tied his record this past Rumble with most Rumble appearances. Oh, really? Okay. So, Ziggler's competes in next year's Rumble, he will have the most Rumble appearances. So, so Yeah, we wanted to put some uh, interesting, we all kind of agreed on Kane. Kane had the record in 2001 with 11 eliminations, which stood for till, uh, I think, 2014 when Roman Reigns had 12, but he, he had it for a long time. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just there's so many iconic moments with Kane in a Rumble, it just felt like it'd be criminal not to put him in here. Exactly, so we had to have Kane in here. And so, you know, he gets in there, and again, you know, we're starting to get way too many bodies in the ring. Somebody's got to go. Kane tosses out Del Rio. That's Kane's first elimination of the match. Um, we got more duking it out. Kane tosses out Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's eliminated. Um, so now, I mean, we got uh, Brock, we got Sean, we got Batista, Yoko, uh, Kane. In the match, we still got Mr. McMahon chilling at commentary. He hasn't made his way into the ring in yet. Coming in at number 12, we got Chris Benoit. Yeah, he should not be named. Uh, he won the Royal Rumble 2004, so he has to make a spot. So he's here, but he's not going to be here for long. Yeah, basically uh, gets in the ring, starts messing around with people, eats a super kick from Shawn Michaels and goes over the ropes. Chris Benoit eliminated by the Heartbreak and Kid. And Shawn Michaels actually has the second most eliminations in Royal Rumble history, so I wanted to give Shawn one, and he gets his here. So, moving on, we got uh, coming in at number 13, 
the hitman, Bret Hart, making his way down. So, I mean, I love Bret the Hitman Hart. You know, obviously, Bret is, he's pissed. He's like, McMahon sitting there, not in the ring. He starts chasing McMahon around. Um, does this lead to, I think, set up my storyline? Because we still got a ways. He's chasing uh, McMahon, running around the ring. McMahon runs into the ring for a second, darts back out, but that's how Brett gets in the ring. And then, you know, people start going at him. So he's kind of distracted at that point on until we get to the next the next entrant. It's The Undertaker at 14. So the dead man. 2007 uh, winner. I like the old school Taker, but, you know, we could definitely do the dead man as well. I love that one as well. I was gonna say we don't really yeah we that's right because we're still building up some more people here okay I was looking at when we got the next elimination so Undertaker comes in starts cleaning house but no eliminations and then we get our our next pick Kofi Kingston so okay so yes Kofi has not won a Royal Rumble but there is the infamous Kingston spot <laughs> we didn't get it yesterday but you know by God we're gonna get it now we're gonna get it now so. As you wanted to, uh, I was trying to think what we were really, we didn't really plan on what we were going to do for the Kingston spot, but just whatever shenanigans there is, Kofi's going to think of it. Well, we don't have to have it just yet. You know, Kofi's in there, you know, we're at a point now where we've got, uh, let's see, we've got nine competitors in there. At number 16, we have Shinsuke Nakamura coming down to the ring. Um, So, I mean, we got a solid uh, 10 competitors in there right now going at it. I was going to say, you know, Kane and, uh, it looks like Kane and Brock are basically battling over uh, who's going to eliminate Kofi. You know, Brock's got him by the neck, and then Kane gets him by the neck, and they're basically staring down each other who's going to toss him out. They throw him over. Kofi lands through uh, through the announce table. Vince McMahon gets up like, what's this? You know, blah, blah, blah. But Kofi is technically laying on the announce table. He hasn't hit the floor. Yeah. So... Kofi, Kofi's basically out at this point, just like passed out, mm-hmm. but he's not eliminated because technically his feet haven't hit the floor. He's chilling on the announce table that's busted at Vince McMahon's feet. But Vince takes advantage of this opportunity while, you know, Brett's competing in the ring. You know, Vince is to get up from commentary. He's like, you know what? I got, I still have hatred in my heart for this guy. He hasn't forgotten about WrestleMania where Bret Hart just beat him unadulterated oh, with a with a chair yeah. shot or whatever. Vince hadn't forgotten that. No, and so Vince is going to get in there and go after Brett. He kind of, in a sense, I guess from behind, kind of gives him a low blow, takes the upper hand advantage. Looks like he's getting ready to throw Brett out. Uh, Brett kind of comes to, starts punching him. Brett goes for, I guess, the heart attack. He tries to do a, a Irish whip across the ropes. But McMahon kind of falls, and when he falls, he grabs that bar, that top turn, that top rope, and Brett just, unbeknownst, gets eliminated. And McMahon kind of screws Brett over again, by God. And I wouldn't have had it this way, but it just makes perfect sense. The fans are booing the hell out of McMahon right now. And McMahon's got that smirk, that fucking McMahon smirk, just living in it, and it's awesome. And then our next opponent comes in. His son-in-law. The um, game, Triple H. Entering at number 17. So, Triple H got a lot of beef with Vince McMahon, especially right now with the Black and Gold NXT 2.0. So, even though there's no love loss between Triple H and Bret the Hitman Hart, 
Triple H is kind of like, don't worry, I got this. So Triple H just immediately comes in and just starts beating the crap out of Mr. McMahon. And Triple H gets the elimination of Mr. McMahon. So Mr. McMahon eliminated by Triple H, so now Triple H with one. Yeah, so basically we're, uh, you know, again, we, we got too many bodies in here. We got we to gotta do a little bit of crowd control. And so after Triple H eliminates uh, Vince McMahon... Yokozuna finally gets tossed over the top rope by Brock Lesnar. And Brock picks him up, which is like the crowd is going crazy. The fans are standing up. He gets him in the fireman carry and basically just kind of did what he did to Drew last night. Just kind of does the F5 over the top rope on Yoko and crowd lost their mind. Yeah, So that's then, four eliminations for Brock. Dude, Shitsuke Nakamura gets uh, knocked out by Batista. Basically, the animal you know, gives him a stiff clothesline over the top rope sends him flying and so now we're down to we've got seven competitors in the ring who comes out at number 18 but the head of the table himself roman reigns tribal chief roman reigns so now things are kind of get getting interesting You know, of course we've got Brock and we've got uh, Roman that are immediately beelining at each other blasted each other in the face with stiff punches. Roman, in a sense, here gets the upper hand, if only because Brock's been in here for a while. He just tossed Yoko out of the ring. He took a little bit out of uh, oh, hell yeah. and, out and of the beast. Roman's like, you eliminated my cousin. He's like, I'm going to get some revenge on you. And Like you just said, great point. It took a lot out of Brock to do that. So now's the time to capitalize. Yeah, so... So now we got another contestant in. We got the second... Royal Rumble winner, Big John Studd, that's going to be making his way out at number 19. And people kind of forget about Big John Studd. I mean, he was six foot ten. He was a big guy, like legit big guy. Uh, but unfortunately for him, doesn't last long. Gets Undertaker ends up getting the elimination here. Basically, um, you know, again, they try to do the test of strength. And, I mean, the Undertaker summons the demons from, you know. Yeah, he's, this is dead man, old school. You're not, you know, it takes a lot to get this Undertaker, so. So, yeah, Big John Stud eliminated. Coming in at number 20, we got Drew McIntyre. Um, his story is just absolutely amazing. I mean, the fact that he broke in to WWE at a very young age. Oh, God, he was really young, yeah. You know, and then Vince basically touted him as the man. Like, you were the You're chosen the prodigy. one. You are going to be a future champion. He labeled him the prodigy. It doesn't work out for different reasons. He gets released from the company, like, you know, five, six years after he makes his debut. Goes and, and basically becomes a journeyman, working different pr uh, promotions for five years. He, ends up coming back to NXT looking completely oh, different. Dude, he just legitimately just worked on his physique, got jacked, had, had an amazing look, but also still had that same great wrestling ability. It was still just as stiff and physical. Um, I love me some Drew. Yeah, Drew's going to... Uh... And plus he's Scottish. <laughs> so, yeah, Drew comes down at number 20. Basically, you got Evolution kind of team, or you got Evolution uh, team up and Batista and Triple H kind of like directing traffic uh, in the ring. Um, you know, basically trying to minimize Drew McIntyre's uh, contribution to the match. And then, of course, 
Triple H going to Triple H. They don't call him the cerebral assassin for no reason. He sees his moment. He sees his opportunity, and he ends up dumping Batista yeah, over the I think ropes. Triple H still has a lot of animosity towards Batista for stealing his shine. He couldn't beat him all those years. I know he beat him in WrestleMania 35, but Triple H is still bitter. Triple H is going to, you know, be the game and do his thing. And so Batista's eliminated. So then coming in at number 21, we got Seth Rollins, the drip god himself, making his way to the ring. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I love me some Seth, and I want to see Seth in here for a little while. He's great at evading people, and it's just fun to see what he can do. He's going to have some decent aerial you know, assault. So, let's keep in mind, too, though. I, I said the Drip God. This isn't Drip God Seth that's coming in. This is the Seth that won the Rumble. Um, and oh, burn it down. Yeah, 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 burn it down, Seth. So, I mean, you know, we see him trying to form a little bit of a team up with Roman Reigns. Like, you know, hey, man, like, you know, <laughs> let's go. Night. So, I mean, they go after Triple H. They're, they're going after Sean. They're basically trying to team up and take out a lot of the big established names in the match. Um, again, no eliminations just yet, you know, but they're, they're controlling traffic. You kind of have like the young guys going after the older guys, trying to build a few that they did a while ago when they had, um, like they kind of did that with, uh, when they had like Finn Balor, the new, the new versus the old, there was like Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton and somebody else. I think it was John Cena versus like Shinsuke Roman and, uh. I forget if I think it was Finn. But either way, it was the blending of the different eras is what it was. Yeah. Coming down at number 22, we got Rey Mysterio making his way out. And uh, while all of this is going on, we got Kane and Undertaker, the Brothers of Destruction, that while they've been working together for a chunk of this match, um, it gets to a point where, you know, Taker accidentally bumps into Kane, and uh, now all of a sudden the, sw the, the switch is flipped. And Kane is, is seeing red, and he's getting pissed at his brother. And now they're duking it out. They're going out. It never lasts long with those two. They can work together for only so long. And then yeah. they just, Undertaker's like, what did you do? So big brother just always wins. So, yeah, Undertaker eliminates Kane. So Second elimination of the match for Undertaker. And in this meantime, Kofi has found a way to get from the announce table to uh to one of the commentators chairs to to hopscotch his way over to the steps and get his way back into the ring but as soon as he jumps in boom he gets a super kick from seth rollins out he goes kofi is officially eliminated and seth just laughing maniacally all this the whole time coming in at number 23 we have the viper randy orton making his way down to the ring of course it's Randy Orton. It's a Royal Rumble. What does he do? As soon as he gets in there, boom, he starts hitting RKOs on everybody. Yes. Drew eats an RKO. Seth eats an RKO. HBK eats an RKO. Even Brock Lesnar eats an RKO. And as everybody's down in the ring, Randy's doing his whole thing. He's like... You know, arms raised, up, just kind arms of twisting, raised, showing off. Banging on, the, banging on the ring. I mean, he's going crazy. And then out of nowhere, time's up, and what do we hear? You think you know me. And then, boom. Entering at number 24, we have the rated R superstar, Edge. And he just makes a beeline straight for Orton. They still have unfinished business, so they just start brawling in the ring. Think guys are starting to come too, but, uh, yeah, it's it, things are starting to heat up, and things are getting good, and... Not too long after that, we have one more contestant come in, and woo! 
The Nature Boy. Boy. The 1992 Royal Rumble winner comes in. Number 25. As he's making his way down to the ring, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio are having a good back and forth. They end up eliminating each yeah. other. So Seth goes for the uh, turnbuckle bomb. Ray's able to hold on with his legs. He tries to spin for her Rana. He tries to grab the top rope, but he slips, and both guys get eliminated. Boom. So Ric Flair's in there basically being smart and staying out of it. He, yeah. He's trying to avoid conflict as much as possible. He'll come in, he'll get an eye poke in somewhere, but then he immediately retreats for a turnbuckle. He oh, immediately yeah. retreats to the corner. You know, he's trying to avoid conflict as much as possible. And who comes in at number 26? The Immortal, Hulk Hogan, two-time Royal Rumble winner. Back-to-back, one of the first back-to-back winners. Yeah. Making his way down to the ring. And as he's coming down, he's pointing that finger at Ric Flair. He's ripping the shirt. He's like, I'm going to get you, brother. You're going to eat these 24-inch pythons. And so they go in. Hogan and Flair start going at it. Uh, who comes in at number 27? We have the most electrifying man in if sports you entertainment. what the rock is cooking. Yeah, so the rock comes in. Crowd's going crazy. Hogan and the rock got unfinished business. They're just going at it. Rock's cleaning house, laying the smack it down on pretty much everybody. Just right hands. And then coming in at number 28, we have Y2J, Chris Jericho, making his way down. Not a previous Rumble winner. However, again, until Triple H broke the record a couple of years ago, he had the most cumulative time in the Rumble Spent matches. in the Rumble, yeah. So, I mean... And most deserving to have... Should have won it. Yes. He should have won when Sheamus won it. It should have been Jericho. I'm still upset about that, but we definitely... We definitely have Jericho in our Royal Rumble for sure. And right around this time... Uh, Dude, well, we, we kind of see a little bit of an evolution team up again with Randy Orton and Ric Flair. Of course, Viper is going to Viper. Ric Flair eats an RKO, and then he unceremoniously ends up, you know, doing like that. He kind of goes back into the legend run. killer uh, gimmick for a second, and Orton is going to strike being the Viper. So, as Ric Flair is eliminated by Randy Orton, of course, Edge comes over and sees his golden opportunity and tosses Randy Orton over the ropes. And so, so, we got back-to-back eliminations. And then, uh, basically, we're going to have... Um, elimination time. Yeah, we're going to have some more eliminations. Basically, again, like, Hogan is, is doing his poses in the ring. When the young lion, Drew McIntyre, sees this as an opportunity to make a name for himself, he comes over, hits the uh, Claymore kick onto Hogan. Hogan ends up going toppling over the ropes. Hogan is eliminated from our Fantasy Royal Rumble. Um, we hear the countdown clock going off. Or no, we don't. No, not yet, no. because we have... Uh, because Drew, Drew is... He was eliminating Hogan. Chris Jericho came and tried to eliminate Drew... But Drew Reverse eliminated Chris Jericho. He's now there, standing, staring at Jericho when the buzzer hits. And that's when you hear the glass break. And you got Stone Cold come to the ring. Stone Cold comes right into the ring, gets Drew, stuns him, and then throws him out. There we go. Uh, 
So yeah, right around. Let's see. I'm trying to think where we picked off that. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, it looked like according to our little spreadsheet here, I thought you had Drew being eliminated by Brock. No, we changed it up at the last minute. Yeah, we changed it by last minute. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But no, it makes more sense to have that. So yeah, I mean, now we got Austin in. Austin's cleaning the house. Austin's doing his thing, and we have coming in at number thirty, Mick Foley. Now I know Mick Foley did not win the Royal Rumble, but we love Mick Foley, and I love. Uh, Mick has a place in everything we do. Yeah, I mean the hardcore legend. I, I we all had to agree. We we just chose Mick. It just made the most sense. Yeah. So Mick comes down to the ring. We now have our final. I guess we have here. Let's see. We have ten competitors in the ring, final so we have ten. nobody else coming out. Uh, Mick Foley gets in and is promptly. Or Sean. actually, no. Uh, Shawn Michaels gets eliminated by The Rock. You want to tell me how this happens? Okay, so there's a lot of beef long-standing with The Rock and Shawn Michaels. Apparently, Shawn Michaels, the click, didn't take too kindly to Rocky Maivia. And also, The Rock was kind of mad at Shawn Michaels for what he had said about his family's um, organization in Hawaii. He had some choice words for him. And then also, Shawn, Shawn Michaels, they had a match on SmackDown where it was Triple where it was Triple H versus The Rock for the World uh, heavy, WWE Heavyweight title. The Rock was a special guest, I mean, uh, Shawn Michaels was a special guest referee, and Shawn Michaels gave The Rock one of the stiffest super kicks you will ever see. So The Rock wants to get his revenge. Rock, and Shawn Michaels never had a match. Rock eliminates Michaels. Yeah, and then uh, shortly thereafter, like we said, Mick Foley's now in the ring. Um, Mick Foley and Edge have a little bit of unfinished business, because if we think back to yes, that iconic do. WrestleMania match, I mean... Mick Foley put Edge on the map in that hardcore match. So, you know, Mick Foley sees his opportunity, ends up giving Edge Mr. Sacco, and then leads him over to the ropes and casually tosses him over. And so, so Edge is eliminated. And then uh, we have Mick Foley promptly eliminated by The Rock. Uh, again, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, Rocket Sock connection. He's got love from Mick Foley. Basically, as he tosses Mick over, he gives him a smile, gives him a shrug. Oh, well. Yeah, they shake hands, they hug, they do everything, and then bam, rock bottom, out you go, Mick. Um, then we got The Undertaker being eliminated by Roman Reigns. I thought this was a good time for Roman to give him, uh, to make him look good. I mean, Roman beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. Roman didn't have any eliminations, and I just thought it made sense. Like, this was my fucking idea. <laughs> I was like, I gotta have Roman. I, look, look, I agree, look, look Taker already put Roman over once, you, you get, you're going to let him do it twice, that's a shame on that, shame on you for that, well, okay, shame on you. Try what you need an elimination, I had to find a way to get him to take out of here. So. But look, it's going to be short-lived because Roman Reigns is then promptly eliminated by The Rock, and it's like, look, you want to talk about who the real head of the table is. So we got to set this up, so you got The Five, and The Rock and Roman are looking at each other, and you're just like, oh, you think you're the head of the table, huh? Okay, and then The Rock sticks the hand out, just bring it. Roman does the, you know, cocks the hand, goes, tries to go for a Superman punch. Rock ain't having that shit, man. <laughs> Rock shuts him down, kind of connects with the rock bottom, and just kind of just... But I think, uh, but the thing is, like, Brock, Triple H, and Austin's on, 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 on different corners, and they're just looking at this and laughing at Roman, because he's like, mm -hmm. you're about to get your ass whooped. Yeah, they're like... Like, like you don't know look, it. 
And I also feel like this wouldn't this wouldn't be a moment with the most electrifying man in sports entertainment if we didn't get a people's elbow. I was going to say, right we get a people's elbow. So, spot. I mean, as, look, as Roman goes to Superman punch, um, Rock ducks out of the way, hits him with the rock bottom, stands over his lifeless body, kicks they, his they shoulder. They cut to that cam- kind of camera scene when they zoom out. You see the rock kick the shoulder. Pull off that elbow, uh, elbow pad, pad, toss it out to the crowd, hit the ropes, boom, 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 bang, hits the people's elbow, gets Roman up, tosses him out. out. Crowd's going freaking bananas. And now we're down to our final four. We got Brock, Triple H, The Rock, and Steve Austin. So Brock Lesnar entered at number one, and he made it all the way to the final four. So now it's kind of like... Even though these guys feuded consistently between The Rock, Steve Austin, and Triple H, they realize, guys, you know, the, we are the we are like basically the Attitude Era ourselves. We're gonna work together, and we're gonna just do whatever we can to eliminate the Beast Incarnate. So it takes all three guys. They hit him with all their finishers, Pedigree, Rock Bottom, Stunner. And they all just, they all each of them grab hold of the Brock and throw him over the top rope. And look, again, Brock is not going out without a fight. He is holding on for dear life. But, I mean, the oh. fact that the three of them... It takes the three of them, two of them. I mean, yeah. look, the fact that the three of them is just too much for Brock to handle at this point. Dude's lasted for nearly an hour uh, at this point in the match. He goes over, and now we're down to the final three. And it is a trifecta of the Attitude Era. So now we got uh, basically The Rock and Steve Austin maybe ganging up on Triple H a little bit because they all have beef. Basically get him out of the way, and then it comes down to an epic stare down between The Rock and Steve Austin. They got look, Triple H quickly eliminated. We got Rock and Austin, and this is again, this is the pinnacle of the attitude era right here. You're talking to me, your two biggest stars, I mean, within, yeah, the, well, the Attitude Era, the, the, when the WWE was at its hottest, these were your 1A, 1B guys, and they main evented three different WrestleManias, I know 19, they weren't the final match, but still, that's the main event. They, they, they were a co-main event. Yeah, so, I thought it'd be only fitting to have these, and plus I'm also maybe showing my age, you know, these are two of my all-time favorites. It's also their, their two biggest... Money makers of all time. Thank you. Yeah, I was kind of uh, need. Yeah, that needed to be said because they really were. I mean, Stone Cold sold the merch, most merchandise, and probably The Rock too. So, and The Rock's killing it in Hollywood right now. But we guys, I know what you're thinking. Steve Austin won three. What's gonna happen? They just they start fighting and they just going all over the place. Crowds going crazy, but ultimately, Austin. Hits the stunner and uh, Rock does one of his famous stutter flops where he's like flopping all over the ring, ends up flopping right out over the top <laughs> rope and is eliminated by Stone Cold, making Stone Cold the winner of the first annual Raging Rumble fantasy booking. Okay, so I know Austin has three Royal Rumbles, he's the only guy that has three. Austin was the guy I wanted to win, but we did put him in a, a, a wheel with five other names, and Austin was the first one to have three picks. So we went with Austin this year, so to me it's fitting. He's your biggest name, he's your biggest star of all time. I mean, it wasn't that, it was also everybody make a compelling argument for who you thought should win the Rumble and why. And, like, look, the Austin argument is, is, is compelling in its own right. The dude 
one of the only people who have won it three times. Um, just one of the biggest names in the industry. That was my thing. He is the biggest name in WWE history. Stone Cold. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. So yeah, no. Austin and is our winner. And your 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 person you had to win was. I think I, I think I had The Rock. The Rock, and I had I had Lesnar. I had the, like I had The Rock, and like in my fantasy booking, it would have come down to these two. But I also I also was of the school of thought. It was like Austin won the first two meetings. Yeah. Yes, The Rock won the third meeting, and that was Austin's last match. But I felt like if we had Rock win it here, then that makes it 2-2 in big moments. And then, you know, maybe somewhere down the road in a fantasy booking, we get the uh, the rubber match. Best uh, three out of five. But in Dream World, God, I wish that would happen. And I really want to see The Rock come back and fight Roman, but with Hollywood and everything, I don't think it's gonna. I don't see it happening. I mean, one spot that we all agreed on was that it was gonna be Rock tossing Roman Reigns out because, again, real head of the table. That's the dream match that we want. I don't think we're ever gonna get it, unfortunately. I actually wanted it. One, I wanted. I was hoping Yoko would have came in a little bit later. To have Yoko, Roman, and Rock in the same ring. Oh, and then be like, oh, you're the head of the table? Like three, what three, about us? Three different generations of the and Illinois family. Yeah. And have it where there was just only them three in the ring. Would be, some, you know, have something. Then have maybe like a Kane or, or Brock then come in and start, you know, one of, one of them will have Brock come in and clean out Yoko. Because I think the only person that was on... That was on this roster we had that could actually pick up Yoko and throw him over was fucking Brock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yoko was just a handful, man. And if it was my choice, Brock would have won it. But then when he drew number one, they were like, oh, shit. Oh, he's still going to be in the final four. Oh, hell yeah, man. Like, Absolutely. He's Iron Man and everything. But, I mean, dude, Brock, Brock is just so dominating, and, and he's done it over a, a series of, of time, or a nice long span of time, whether it was in WWE or UFC or whatever. He's a compelling main event draw. He realistically could be the guy that could eliminate everybody in a freaking Rumble if he wanted to. I know, so hard and, not to. I mean, shit, if you wanted to book a Rumble where basically it's just Brock in the ring by himself the majority of the time because every time somebody comes down, he tosses them over the rope and that's you it. You could literally have him just sit in a chair and when the next guy comes in, just like, oh, you're gone, and then bam, and that's all he does. You don't see anybody else except for him just eliminating guy after guy after guy. That's believable. I'm sorry, like, people want to complain about the Rumble. You know, you had two USC champions win the Rumbles, but again, it's like, guys, legitimacy or kayfabe, who's going to beat him? I, you know, like... Uh, Going back, and, and we're going to break away from the fantasy bit to actually talk about you know, the Rumble, since this was just two days ago. But, like, I guess to me, it's just insult. It's a little insulting to the fan base to have Brock come in at 30. And he hold, and he holds the record for shortest winner, with two minutes and 47 seconds or something. It was kind of insulting. It's like, oh, he's number 30. Well, let's just quickly eliminate everybody as quickly as you can. It kind of is an FU to the fans, in a sense. I would like to see something like what happened like with with uh, Becky Lynch and, and uh, where you know, like Nia, like 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 Nia Jax came in and attacked Lana, and then Becky was like, "Ah, can I take her spot?" I would wish it would have been somebody at thirty, and Brock comes in and fucking beats the shit out of, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm taking the fucking spot," 
I would thought maybe it would be a little bit more compelling than him just you know. You could have had you you could have theoretically had a legend like come back, get uh-huh. the pop, and as he's making his way down to the ring, that's when Brock, yeah, just beats the shit out of him. And so yeah, he takes the legend spot. But like again to me, just like the fact that he didn't really have any surprises really on the men's side, like surprise returns. I mean, there was maybe one or two. Like Shane. Ooh. Like, I, just to, to me, that wasn't really a needle mover. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, just having Brock come in at 30, just the, the, like that, I was just like, that's so I fucking mean, cool. I'm cool with having two UFC champions as your Royal Rumble's winners on the same card. I'm fine with that. Now, yeah, you could have been like, oh, what about, like we talked about earlier, you could have had Brock still get Roman, not win the, the Royal Rumble, even be in the Royal Rumble. You could have given it to a future star, but I just don't foresee who's ready right now but you could have made it work you know i would have loved to have seen drew win it but again drew with the neck you know will he be ready to take on the schedule that he's got i think royal rumble was just kind of like a one-off for him to let him heal you know come in wrestle and then take some time off again i mean we'll see i don't know when you put him with the last last guy with with brock you're now playing with a kind of part because you don't know if brock's going to be stiff enough to he might hit him fuck up his neck a little bit more uh you got a point there but i think they were i I'm hoping they would have been like Brock. Yo, man, take it easy on Drew. Like, don't kill him. Like, he's got a bad neck. Let's easily throw him out. So, but then again, when you saw what he did, by he didn't give any German suplexes. Dude, like Lashley took some pretty pretty stiff. Well, I think I think I blame Lesnar overshooting that German that uh, Lashley gave him because he jumped way too high and he kind of landed on his neck. And I think he took it out on Lashley with those next couple of German suplexes. Yeah, you notice like Lashley was purposely doing everything he could to try to land on his shoulder. I'm not sure that that <laughs> did him much better because, I mean, all you're doing at that point is fucking up so, your shoulder. But, yeah. It was a straight shoot. I, I, I want to say Lashley was talking about that he can't wait to really fight uh Russell Lesnar because then it would be like it could be a a shoot you know they can actually do some realness into it and don't have to pull back on some of the stuff because he likes pain and Brock likes pain so yeah it was just but also Lashley talked about that uh, his kids were in there and he talked to his kids all the time about adversity coming back up so I think he probably told Brock also hey man lay it in stiff I want to show my kids how tough I am so Uh, yeah you got two you got two uh, MMA fighters yeah, it's going to be fucking sick. You're going to get some hard shots. So I was like, I kind of liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, part of me is kind of nervous. I did really legit think that like Brock was like, hey, man, he's sending out a lot more receipts than what he got on that uh, that uh, back of the head. But I just know I was sitting there with the game we were playing, and I had my, the numbers. I was like, oh, the last two is Drew, and it's. I forgot you had Drew because you went to come get the money, and I'm like, hey, man. Drew's still in it? And he's like, I got, got Drew. Drew. I was like, yeah. take it. It's <laughs> like, like this bastard over here winning both rumbles. Like the fact that you had the last two contestants. I don't. I was like, Did that, has that ever happened to us in our Royal Rumble game? I was like, I not, well, may have, but I don't recall. To, like, like, to be like Saturday, this is the first time I heard about R- Rousey coming back. And I was like, and then you guys, then I heard you guys, sorry, I was like, man, I wonder if this is fucking true. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all my girls are getting eliminated and I had one one number left, and I hear the music. I'm like, yeah, she was 28. Oh, fuck, I won. <laughs> yeah, I know. As soon as I heard the uh, Joan Jett music, or whatever, I was like, damn it. I was like, EJ, just take the damn money. I was like, she's fucking one of this shit. And you're yeah, like, I, just went, boop, 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 boop. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they like because when we talked with the reviews last week when we gave away, and I said Bianca, right around Thursday or Friday, the speculation was like, oh no, it's she's definitely going to be there. Uh, I mean, not definitely, but it was like really high. Even Vegas was like, bam, had her, and I was like, yeah, she's winning it. Like, oh, her hairdresser's there. I was like, oh, really? yeah, that, that's the okay. confirmation of her hairdresser. Hey, man, not for me to be like, she's going to be there. So this is our first annual one. We will have one next year. But next year, we won't do, like, the same thing with the Royal Rumble winners. We will actually have it where any wrestler that we want. So now it gives you guys a year to come up with a list of any wrestler, AEW, whatever that bullshit organization that Kurt likes, uh, impact, and I will have an impact star for sure. Yeah, right. yeah since WWE didn't want to give us one so, in the men's rumble, we'll, we'll, we'll give you one in our rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping. So I'm sure. gonna, I'm gonna put the first entry for next year already. What's we're gonna say? put, we're gonna put, we're gonna put in the local legend, Wildcat owner, Blue Cox, Blue Cox. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, they got different territories all over the country that they got their little uh, wrestling. And right here we got Wildcat. So Luke Hawks, you might have known him from Heels. And he was on the um, the Vice the episode with... Um, the, uh, about uh, Anarchy uh, Wrestling or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What they tried to do in CZW. California. Like, yeah, CZW. Uh, CZW. Yeah, yeah he was a, he was a, a staple there. Yeah, he was actually he was actually in a couple. It was uh, the CZW one, and there was another one um, with uh, Canyon. He was in the I was say he was there with Canyon. Yeah, yeah. The, so. um, the one where uh, New Jack fucking uh, damn near killed uh, your boy. Oh, the guy gave revenge, threw him off the, fucking, threw him uh, off the yeah, scaffold. scaffold. Didn't even try to hit the tables. He's like, just try to throw him out the ring. He wanted to kill him. I was like, Jesus, oh, New man. Jack, You're crazy. That's somebody that has been some of our yeah. fantasy stuff. So, so you, don't, you don't see too many scaffolding matches anymore these days, kids. Like uh, WWE, yeah. I don't think they've ever done. That was more of like a territory thing. That was, a, that was, that was an, an NWA, NWA thing. thing. Yeah. That was because in the, the last one I remember they did scaffolding NWA was the Road Warriors where damn near they almost died. Dude, like they were legit scared. When you see how high they were, you were like, yeah, man, that's that's freaking. That shit crazy. was like I remember watching. That shit was like swinging. I know. I was they, like, "How the hell are you keeping your balance?" And TNA tried, did it. I think two or three times. Uh, they had the ulti- like they had a big X above the ring, and the winner is the guy that throws his opponent off of it. So I know Rhino and AJ had one back in two thousand seven, I believe. But you know, poor AJ man, because he's like, because you don't want to fall straight off the thing. You try to like hold your hands down and then you fall, but it's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Yeah. So. What uh what we got on tap for next week, Ramsey? Oh fuck, I don't know. Well, right now, <laughs> actually, no, well, no, I got it. we got uh because of the Super Bowl. I totally forgot. Let's just say, like, because granted, when we record this, it'll be on a Monday. It'll be the Monday before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do uh pro football and wrestling. So we're gonna talk about some uh, football players that made the transition over to uh, wrestler. Uh, some wrestlers that maybe uh, played in the NFL for a bit. Yeah, know, we're just going to go... Things like that. I think it's going to be a fun, interesting show because there's so many wrestlers that have football backgrounds. And it doesn't necessarily have to be 
you know, well, not not NFL, obviously, but a lot of college guys. And we're going to talk about, like, even the guys from years past and kind of give you their history. And even guys in the NFL that came to wrestling and wrestled the match or two. So it'll be it'll be fun, you know. I, I really think it'll be a good one right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, kind of just a celebration of the big game and, oh, and fuck everything else. Well, we're going to the, the following the Hills redo redo. That one might just be a running gag. We might just never get it done because we try to tape it again and it got messed up. So, so yeah. So story on the heels. Uh, redo redo. So that'll be the week of, uh, of Valentine. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Valentine's that, week that yeah, week. But um, no, like so. So when we did it the first time, it was like one of our first podcasts. Like, it was our first podcast, and we did it on a cell phone. And I don't think the quality was there, or I really don't even remember. We had a different. We didn't have our name yet. We didn't have our yeah, we didn't have any of that. Raging March yet. We were just the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever this is. Yeah. And uh, we, I was just thinking back, and I was like, we just talked for fucking three, four hours just about different heels, and I was like, I am not trying to edit that and bringing that in, and it's so long. And so then Randy brought up so make up one of your little gimmick games. I was like, all right, let's, we'll do a tournament. And we did our tournament. We're in, uh, I was still in Indianapolis and we had a lot, I had a lot of freaking issues downloading the episode and where I had me and Kurt just by ourselves just had to do part of it because part of it was, couldn't be downloaded and then that didn't, couldn't get downloaded. So we're all here and we're going to get it done and then we also had some issues because somebody, we're not going to name nobody, was like, why is this person facing this person? And why not this person's in <laughs> this person? So I'll say me because I was like, how the hell do you have the million dollar man Ted DiBiase going against? It's a fucking wheel. It's a randomized wheel. I it was a randomized wheel. And I, I believe the EJ, but no, I know. When I get, you're looking get, at it on paper. I get leaving it to chance, but at the same point in time, that's when you sit there and you say, fuck the wheel, and you restructure things. That's when you make an editorial decision. But hey, but that's how we got one of our winners. And um, at the um, gimmick. Uh, who was uh, the... Oh, the gimmick, actually. Oh, Shockmaster. Shockmaster. Right? Yeah. Shockmaster won. Because you were like, I don't know. But hey, that gives that's you... Not, that's that. not a first-round match, though. That, 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 that's not a first-round match. We had some, if, if, we had some questionable first-round matchups there, if I remember. Yeah, no, no, no. If you if you put them in like the same bracket, okay, that's one thing. But you know, I know first round. I understand it, and I'm like, look, I I understand both your arguments. It was a randomizer. Let it be. And I know part of me is with Randy is like, well, that's like two number one seeds going at it. And I was like, no, you got to step in. Be like, no, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Later. But no, it's all good. We'll redo it. It's all good. We're gonna have different. We're gonna have thirty. We're gonna have thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah, we're gonna have thirty-two. And then we're gonna, I'm gonna come up to the list, and everybody gotta sign off on it. And then I won't put in the randomizer. We'll pick the top eight seeds. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we'll rank the that we'll put them in the eight seeds in each in each little pod, and then I randomize the rest. There you go. Awesome. Okay. Compromise. See, we can do this. <laughs> That's part of the fun. We just get here and we bitch and we have fun with it. So, right. <laughs> but but uh, then then we're gonna just games all galore because then the following week is elimination chamber, and so we're gonna do our we're gonna do our version of elimination chamber. That one I am looking forward to because I do enjoy the elimination chamber. Um, so, we're going to do three matches. We're going to have women's, 
our our women's match, which means anybody from all any women's from from any promotion. Awesome. Men's any pr- promotion, and then we're gonna do, we do tag a tag teams. team elimination oh, chamber. Fucking yeah. hey. Yeah. So a lot of fun fantasy booking our uh, our ultimate uh, elimination chamber. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna take the last week of February off. We're uh, we're gonna take a a little bye that week. Yeah, I'm gonna be out of town for that weekend. That's Mardi Gras weekend, so let's take a little bye on that week. Yeah, very much a local uh, holiday. Everything kind of shuts down down here in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, and uh, so we'll be shutting down the podcast as well. So yeah, uh, March. Eh, we we got a few really good shows planned for March, but uh, we'll we'll save that or we'll. Uh, We'll save telling y'all that for next uh Yeah, because who knows next what's time. gonna fucking happen. Yeah. yeah exactly. So <laughs> No, we just got some good things on the horizon. Uh we had a little bit of fun putting this together uh this week and uh No, I have fun doing this, man. So Yeah. I do stuff like this. So thank you uh as always for listening to the podcast. We appreciate your uh your listener bait or listenership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we appreciate the clicks, so, we appreciate the likes, uh please interact on social media. Um, we, we appreciate the feedback, so anything you got to say, oh, please listen, delve into you it. Said a, a, a listen bait? I thought, what you say? What? I thought you said fucking listen bait. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, nah, he was talking <laughs> about just listenership. But, uh, nah, we, we appreciate all you guys listening, and, uh, from, from me, TNK. I mean, uh, Ravishing Randy signing off. <laughs> Rampage out. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Until next time.